This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. What's up, guys? This is Zach Banner, and you're listening to the SteelerNation.com podcast. Hello, and welcome to your SteelerNation.com podcast, sponsored by Total Sports Enterprises. I am your host, G Striker. With me is one of our Steeler Nation brothers from the Personal Foul podcast, Colton Gesser. Colton, how are you today, my friend? As you like to say, it's it's a little rough today, you know, a little rough, but I'm Ooh. great otherwise. I, I don't think I've ever been as frazzled for a startup free agency in my life, because just because there's so many so many pawns at play or so many players at play coming in and out, signing, re-signing, getting lost. And then plus this, like we're right now in the second day of legal tampering by the league. So technically free agency doesn't officially start till tomorrow. Start of the new year is tomorrow. Today is just this legal tampering period, which started yesterday. So players are able to to start signing contracts, get it. So everything's going to be made official tomorrow, but just craziness going on today. Yeah, it's been a crazy day. Vinny, what, just 20 minutes ago, not even 30 maybe. Um, It's what we expected. We talked about this in our pregame show all the way back when we played the Browns in the playoffs. Back after the playoff game, yep. (laughs) Um, You know, it's stunk. Pregame was, all right, let's hopefully beat the Browns. It's kind of should be. And uh, here we go. You know, postseason, we know we got to win now because we knew what was going to happen come the offseason. We had a feeling the cap wasn't going to be – where yeah. it was going in the right direction as an up. Um, and here we are, and we're, we're facing the consequences of it, sadly. In Steeler Nation, before we get too far into this stuff, I just want you guys to know that you've got to start checking out Colton's stuff. He's got a podcast that he's running at foul underscore podcast. That's at F-O-U-L underscore P-O-D-C-A-S-T. And I just listened to your great interview that you just had with Max Starks. And what was your favorite moment that you'd like to share with us from that interview then, Colton? My favorite part of that interview, honestly, it was probably the end. I mean, clearly we talked about Ben. We talked about a lot about the yeah. Steelers now and the Super Bowls. Had to be the end for me. You know, his favorite moment is like, moment he got starstruck over, and it was with the bus, man. He was sitting there walking around the walking around the locker room at training camp, and uh, he's sitting there, he runs into Mr. Bus, and he goes, oh, Mr. Bettis, I'm your new teammate, Matt Starks. And he goes, yeah, don't call me. That's my father. Uh, you can yeah. call me uh, <laughs> yep. BB or uh, Bussy. So yeah, that's that was great. probably my favorite part of it. You know, uh, uh, it was yeah. great to talk to him. Absolutely. Oh yeah, it was, and he's had such great stories. He's such a great storyteller. So Steeler Nation, go over to at foul underscore podcast. Check out that awesome interview as well as many other awesome interviews. He, uh, Colton, I like. I know you like to get in and speaking with agents, talent agents, and and really getting into the the business of the game. And I really respect that as far as for interviewers go. A lot of people don't, a lot of people stay more on the player end, but it's nice to know the complete all rounded approach to sports uh, management and sports um, agency in general. 
Yeah, for sure. Like I said, I had Lee Steinberg on. For those who don't know, that's Ooh. Mahomes' agent. That's to his agent. <laughs> yeah. The list goes on. You know, just look <laughs> up his resume. The, the list is there. Um, you know, breaking news from him with Tua, you know, yep. had the Watson take, oh, Watson, uh, Tua, it's Miami. Yeah, no, that's not happening. Um, it's, you know, I like getting a different view from everyone. Next show coming out is with um, tight end from the Panthers, Colin Thompson. So be on the lookout. Nice. Yeah, I try to get a variety. So Yeah, and that's great. Not just one. T- I, I'm a one team kind of guy, but that's uh, just Trust me. me. I wish I was one team kind of guy too, man. <laughs> Steering Nation all day. We know we your know team. It. We can see your wall behind you. We know, we know you're it. rooting for Colton. Mm. So that's great. And Steeler Nation, just so you know, our sponsor, Total Sports Enterprises, is always on the ball trying to hook up Steeler Nation. Today, at least, I want to highlight, I know they always do signed giveaways. I know this time they did their signed giveaway actually yesterday. So uh, it, it went out yesterday, so they don't have anything new to push out for a signed giveaway to share. But this is one thing I want to show for you. They also have some just great gear in general. So check out their general merchandise. They sell terrible towels. We go over to their, we click on their site here. You know, they got some t-shirts, terrible towels. They got games, puzzles, all sorts of fun stuff. Masks, uh, you know, fun pop co stuff, even hockey stuff. So a little bit of everything for Steeler Nation. Hop on over to the tseshop.com. Check out their fun stuff. Obviously, you better be following them on Twitter at T-S-E-E-N-T and um, because all of their giveaways for signed merchandise are happening every week. So big, big stuff with them. Thank you very much, Total Sports Enterprises, for continuing to gear up Steeler Nation. And we really appreciate you being a sponsor of ours. So thank you very much to Steeler Nation. I hear you. I I, I see you on here. I'm shouting you out here because you guys are all in here. I know uh, Ghost Steelers from Solarverse 6 over here on YouTube. Cheers. We love you joining in. Uh, Clifford McAfee, also first person to chime in today from Facebook. Bad day in Steeler Nation. I feel you. We're going to get into that. And Joe Kisa saying legal tampering is a stupid label for pre-free agency. And I agree with it. <laughs> it really is. It, it is just a dumb term in general. Completely agree with you, Joe. Thank you for that addition. So time to move into the show. Time to move about all this crap going on. And the first thing I want to at least state before we get in free agency, Kevin Colbert re-signed for an, a one-year extensions through the next year's draft. So through the tw- 2022 draft. And that was reported by Aditi Kinkabwala. So some good news there, a little bit of consistency. We're going to have uh, Kevin Colbert for another year. Yeah, for sure. And the r- rumors are that he's going out with Ben. That's kind of been the rumors. He's going to go out with Ben. And yeah. certainly they're tied together again. So that's kind of what it looks like. Started together, end together. That's perfect way. <laughs> Absolutely. So, so now we're getting into the players that are lost. And there's been a lot of movement here in the last 24 hours, Steeler Nation. And it's you know, we're looking at Bud Dupree. He just he was just left for a five-year, $82.5 million, 35 mil guaranteed contract to the Tennessee Titans. I mean, we all kind of saw that writing on the wall. We knew his number was going to be a big chunk. I know he was valued at like 18.2 mil a year, but it seems like he signed for a 16.5. So Tennessee got a little bit of a break there, but that was one of the largest total money offers in free agency thus far. Yeah, and it's well-deserved. You know, yeah. it was one of those things. We we loved him last year before he got hurt, year before he showed up. And he put in the work, you know, his running mate on the other end misses him. You saw his tweet, TJ's post for him, happy. Everyone's yeah. happy for him. And Steeler Nation should be as well. You know, this 
it's what he deserves. You know, he, he put in the time, he put in the work, and, uh, you know, we wish him the best. See the work he put in so far rehabbing. So, you know, we knew this was coming. We knew we didn't have the money to keep him. Yeah. And another big news, Matt Filer yesterday signing with the Chargers last night. Three years, $21 million a year, seven mil average. You know, not that bad of a contract for a player of that caliber who's diverse across the line, can do multiple things for you. I think it's a great sign for the Chargers. Again, sure, we like Dotson better. We kind of mm-hmm. right here talking about this all season long. I felt like Steven Ace is get Dotson in there, move forward to right tackle where he's kind of used to being at in the tackle spot. As you said, the diversity where he can play is huge on the offensive line. That's why he got a nice, nice little penny there. Spot on, Colton. Spot on. And now we're getting to the signings that really started to hurt me today. Uh, or the, the the team, the players that left. First one. Uh, being Tyson Alualu, who signed a two-year, $6 million contract with the Jags. Uh, I know he came from the Jags. I know the weather is nicer in Jacksonville than it is in Pittsburgh. But at that price point, three mil a year, you'd be able to spread that out. So he was only going to be about one and a half mil, like probably on this season's uh, cap. So that kind of hurts me as a Steeler fan, seeing that come across uh how how did it make you feel when you saw Tyson signing for a very manageable contract with Jackson yeah I think it just came down to his age um he turns 34 I believe in May yeah 35 yeah yeah good that kind of plays I think that played into it a little bit they're like "Eh, you know we're kind of on the younger end you know trying to get younger they drafted some guys Carlos Davis uh Bugs trying to get one of these guys some reps you saw that how that you know uh fight between those two worked out how much feisty get on the (laughs) Uh, how feisty, you know, as you just said, as feisty as those guys were trying to get on the field. So I think it's one of those times, one of these guys to step up. Um, he was great early on the injury, you know, uh, I think hampered him at the end of the season and he yeah. really wasn't, he was the best nose tackle early on in the season. How dominant he was, wasn't even close. He was the number one rated nose tackle. In the first yeah, that's incredible. Yeah, PFF had him number one up until um, his injury. You're right. So he was great. And yeah. um, he went home, like you said, it might've been one of those things. Let me go home. Let me, you know, uh, back where I started this thing off. Um, and I think that's kind of where it was, you know, uh, Steelers made a decision. Let's go younger. Um, and as we just saw, <laughs> we'll get into the rest of the cap guys here in a minute. Oh my goodness. Yes. And now we got the next person that was lost was my personal favorite player on the defense. Uh, I'm built like a punter. This guy is built more like me being a shorter end, uh, but he makes lots of plays. And that was uh, Mike Hilton leaving to, the interdivisional Cincinnati Bengals, which really burned me, not only leaving the team, but going to a division rival that will see him twice a year. And that's not what really upset me, Colton. What upset me was the amount that he left for. Every, everybody was talking about him and being to a seven, $8 million a year player. And yeah, that's, that's definitely probably what he was going to be paid, but they got a four-year, $24 million contract, which turned out to $6 million a year. Yes, it also came out that it was $8.5 million just for this year. But you got to think about it. If it's $8.5 million this year, it's probably league minimum for a salary, $1.1 mil, and then $7.4 million spread out over four years, which drops his cap value for this year under $3 million. It would be like $2.98 million. So that's what burned me, that the Steelers couldn't find a way to free up $2.98 million this year to keep a player of that caliber. Yeah, again, like you said, I was expecting a higher price tag. So when they signed Sutton, when they signed Sutton, it was like one of those, 
all right, you know, I, I like bringing something back. It's a good deal. And it's like, right, that clearly means goodbye to Mike Hilton, which it ended up being goodbye yeah. to Mike Hilton. But looking at the price tag, I'm sitting just like, why, why could we not make something happen yeah. to keep him? We were, like you just said, I was expecting 8 million. It was one of those things like he was very undervalued. You got Shaquille Griffin on the market. He goes to Jacksonville, he got a nice penny. But it was sitting there, the talk of Shaquille Griffin, and then like Mike Hilton was down in the bottom. So like, Mike Hilton's right. the best nickel corner, I feel like, in the league. He's a top oh, three guy at the position. And he was not even remotely paid to where he should have been. And it's just a slap in the face, especially when he goes to Cincinnati. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Because in Steelers, Steeler Nation, we're going to be regretting that twice a year for the next four years going into Cincy and watching Mike Hilton. Hit ta- making tackles in the backfield, blowing up bubble screens, and sacking our quarterback because that's what this guy does. So, <laughs> very, it's that's the one that made me sick to my stomach. This last one just kind of cut to my heart a little bit, just because Vince Williams been nothing but a great, great player and and teammate of our team since we brought him in, and he's been one of the best a gap a gap blitzing inside linebackers in the league, and for the Steelers to save four million just to throw him out on the streets. I mean, he didn't expect he was going to be retained. I know he said yesterday, and I was going to report on that, that he tweeted out, I can hear the streets calling. And then today, right before this podcast, he is sent packing from the Steelers to save four million. Unfortunately, before that four million could be used to resign somebody like Hilton. Yeah, that's the real slap in the face. If you knew you were going to really let him go, why are you not doing it to retain Mike Hilton? Yeah. Um, you know, Mike Hilton, you know, I know we're on Vinny and I'll get to him in a minute. Mm-hmm. Mike Hilton's literally the one of the best top two blitzing players in the secondary. Number one is clearly Jamal Adams. Otherwise, you couldn't tell me another corner that blitzes as well as Mike Hilton. You really right. couldn't. Nope. We're going on to Vinny. It's because, like you said, it just fires you up. It makes zero sense. But, yeah, Vinny, you guys been here for eight years. I mean, when you th- you saw when he was out against Buffalo, it's like, dang, I think this game could have been different. They had Vinny. Um, He's he's a stud inside, stops the run really well, gets to the quarterback, another guy to go get the quarterback. So I figure that's two guys you lost. Three, actually, figuring Tyson, Vinny, uh, Bud. Oh, my gosh, four, and Mike Hilton, all guys that can go and get the quarterback. Yep. So that's – it's it's not like it's just Vinny Williams. You know, it's like, oh, it's another middle linebacker. So they got Bush. They retain Spillane. Yeah. My goodness. Yeah. It's it hard. It's hard. It, it really does. It really does. Well, that, that's why we had to start with the bad news. Let's get to the good news. Let's get to the players that are that got retained. You started off with Sutton. And, and honestly, like, I, as much as it hurts me, absolutely hurts me in my core that we lost Mike Hilton, having Sutton, his diversity, his ability to be playing uh, back in the safety positions in the dollar and in the dime, and also come in and play on the outside corner positions when somebody gets hurt. But right now he is the guy at nickel corner. He is the starter this year. I mean, honestly, I, I think the Steelers have to draft a nickel cornerback unless they pick one up in free agency. We'll talk about that a little bit op- later for options, but it's a thin position now since we're so used to always having Hilton and Sutton, but at least they did retain one of them and they got them on a value contract two years, nine mil 4.5 a year, 3.5 signing bonus. So it's his cap hit this year is 2.75, just 20,000 or 200,000 less than Mike Hilton would have been. <laughs> yeah. That's what, that's what, like you said, that's what stings. <laughs> That's what stings. It really does. But again, it's the first time they've kept someone since Cortez Allen, I believe. And uh, yeah. Yes. For, for cornerbacks. You're right. So that, you know, he's a really good value guy. And I think he has a lot of room to grow. 
Um, when he's been on the field, he's made plays. You know, it kind of seems like when he's out there, he does make plays. Um, I think there was a game last year. I think when I think when Stephen Nelson was out or Joe Hayden. I think it was Hayden. Yeah, he did get he got torso a little bit in the one game. Otherwise, he's been great. I like the value against Steeler Nation comes to the conclusion where he's a better cover guy than Mike Hilton. Uh, I, I kind of tend to agree with that a little bit because of his size. I think his size plays a big factor, but yeah. don't hammer Mike Hilton's coverage ability. He's, he's very, very good still, but he is. I, I like the value. Like you said, the value is really good with Sutton and he's still got room to grow. He's on the younger side still. So I love it. You know, it's one of those things. Please don't lose both of them. They kept one. So <laughs> And uh, this podcast, since we don't have a beer sponsor anymore, I've been doing my craft beer here the last couple podcasts. So Steeler Nation, I had to crack in and enjoy my beer. It's called Friend or Foe from Idiom, if you guys can see this. Uh, it's got a nice shark on the uh, on the uh, the can, and it's it, it's like a shark-infested waters here for this free agent feeding frenzy going mm-hmm. on right now. But it's a fine New England-style uh, IPA from Idiom Brewing over in frederick maryland and i just need to drink something to get through this podcast today it's cheers to Steeler nation join me in our toast today i hope you're all enjoying a good beverage and uh it's five o'clock somewhere and here it is on the podcast so cheers cheers is right i mean mm. just like you mentioned new england new england going out there and spending money huh oh. jesus please yeah good call i mean just start touching base on some of the players they brought in and the amounts that they've been spending colton you know, I, I'm really glad to see a lot of these pass rushers coming out of uh, the AFC North, though. The way you look at it, there's a lot of guys coming out of the North. Yeah. Uh, Judon, see you later. Heads yep. his, packs his bags and heads to New England. Yep. Um, yeah, New England's really they, they picked up Henry from the tight end. They picked yep. up uh, – who's the other big sign? They had Johnu Smith. <laughs> yeah. Here we go. We're going Gronk and Hernandez all over again with these two tight end sets. My goodness. <laughs> yeah, right. They got to do something. They got to do something. You know, I found really interesting, though, they – I don't understand bringing in Kendrick Bourne, but you don't go out and get Corey Davis. There's Mm -hmm. like, I think a little bit less for Kendrick Bourne instead of Corey Davis. That made zero sense to me. I thought go spend the money on Corey Davis. You kind of took the step and he kind of seemed to have found himself when uh, the Titans took him, I believe fifth overall out of Western Michigan. So, yeah. And coming back to the getting back on track, at least the, players that the Steelers have retained or signed BJ Finney coming back into the fold to be a, the, the center now on the team with Pouncey leaving. He's at least a stopgap until the Steelers find their long-term center in the draft, whether it be this year or next year, we've got two years with Finney to, to figure that out. And it's at least good that he knows the system. And I think he can at least do a good job in there in the short term. My favorite player, friend of the show, I was, I've been texting his agent all day today to see if anything would let slip, but he did it in the best way possible. He broke his own news on Twitter. Zach Banner signed and broke the story himself. And no, there was no other better way than to do that for Zach Banner because he's such a great quality guy. His, his money's supposed to be close to Sutton's money. So about four and a half million a year. And I, I think that's good value for a possible starting left or right tackle. I think it is. And what I pretty much, I assumed he was going to be back again, money was tight. So it was like, uh, does he actually come back? Um, I remember when you were talking to him, I remember you said, coach T said to get better, get healthy and be yep. ready for next year. And that kind of was right there for me. Yep. He's coming back. Yeah. Um, and clearly here he is two year deal. And like you said, <laughs> it's the values exceptional. If he's going to be your starting left tackle or right, mm-hmm. you, look at the value that Al Villanueva is looking for. It yep. tells you all you need to know that, tackles get paid in this league and the fact that you possibly have 
a starter, he probably is going to be a starter at the end of the day, whether it be left or right. The values there, and it's not even close. Yeah, Steelers three restricted free agents. They did not tender any of them. So Gerald Hawkins is gone. He's going to be a free agent tomorrow. Ola Adenii are gone. He's not going to be uh, tendered as well. They re-signed Ray Ray McLeod, but they did not tender him to an RFA tender. What they did was they signed him to a new contract, which should be closer to a million as opposed to the lowest, which would be a $2.1 million tender, which we all know he's not yet worth that money. I think if he starts getting better in the return game and shows more of what he can do in the slot, he's going to start getting paid a little bit better in this league because He's smart enough to know right now he's our starting slot receiver. Yeah, he's really, really good too. And the, the return game, the return game's really good too. For me, what I noticed a downhill for him was after he fumbled that ball. Um, he had exactly. a muff, he had a muff punt and ever since then, yep. like his confidence has gone down. It's yeah, I don't know what happened to him, but otherwise, if he gets it back on track, he's one of the best returners. I'm saying, like, holy crap, I love this return game. It's like Antonio Brown back there all over again. Exactly. Um and it's not like Deontay Johnson. Deontay Johnson was explosive, but I felt like every punt I've seen him like, please don't muff it. Please don't muff it. <laughs> um, but yeah. I'd rather him not get hit either. Every time I felt like he was returning, he got hurt also. So I'm like, gosh, keep him out of that, please. I'm sorry, Steeler Nation, for my cat having her, her butt in your face there for a bit, but she is a Bengals fan. She's super excited and she's showing it to all of Steeler Nation how happy she is that Hilton signed with her team. Screw you, cat. That's why I can get to yell at my cat during Bengals games and I, my dog during Browns games because she's a Brown <laughs> dog. So of course, she's a Browns fan. But this is the way it goes in the striker household. And fortunately, we don't have a bird because I would have killed it by now. <laughs> <laughs> Tomlin needs to go, says by Joe Bilner uh, uh, on uh, Facebook. I hear you. I know that there's a lot of upset over the stuff going on here in free agency, but the free agency stuff is Omar Khan and Colbert time. I mean, yeah, coach Tomlin has some say in it, but mostly this is all money moves with how close the Steelers are to the cap, but they need to be, uh, they needed to have a lot more space. And I'll talk about that right now uh, because if we just did a couple restructures, if we restructured to it, it would save about 4 million Boswell about a million. Extending Nelson, you probably could have dropped his cap five and a half million. Same thing with DeCastro, five and a half million. Extend Hayden, you can clear up close to four million. And then if you wanted to sign Watt to his actual contract, which we know he's going to be getting next year, a huge one, he could have dropped it from 10 million to about seven million this year on his cap value, spreading out that huge signing bonus, would have saved us three million. So that's 19 million right there, Steeler fans, that the Steelers could have had going into free agency to retain a whole lot more and they could have gotten an extra 10 million one by dropping Vince Williams, which they did at 4 million. The other one is dropping Eric Ebron at 6 million. And that the, the thing that you have to remember about Eric Ebron, he is due a $500,000 roster bonus tomorrow. So if he's going to be dropped, it's today, but right now I haven't even heard any inkling. We've heard some inkling that Vince Williams may be dropped, but I haven't even heard a rumor that Eric Ebron is going to be dropped. Yeah, I kind of was seeing the same thing. Um, Eric Ebron, I was reading, they want him to kind of slide in that juju role if he is gone, mm-hmm. um, kind of get those tough yardage. And Ebron has so much talent. There's some of the plays he made last year. I'm saying, I'm like, let's go, baby. This is why we got a legit tight end. Yeah. And then he dropped some of those balls. It's like, well, this is why they ran him out of Detroit. Oh, gosh. Yeah. I'm like, and, you know, it's one of those things. Hopefully he bounces back this year because – if he doesn't drop all these balls like he did last year, he's literally a top 10 tight end. And it's yeah. not a question either. It's not even yeah. close. No, you're right. 
And the, the Steelers did a good job too. I want to just go back for a skosh and their exclusive rights free agents. They were able to sign all of them. They, they got Spillane back. They got Marcus Allen back last week. And they also got Hausener or Hassenauer. So all of those gentlemen returning back on close to league minimum contracts being exclusive rights free agents. So next year they're looking to get paid a little bit better. So and that may happen. So here's a question moving forward. Now we're talking about free agents in general. And one question I have for you, Colton, there's two guys that are free agents on the market. Steelers could consider bringing them back. One of them being Le'Veon Bell, another one being Antonio Brown. Would you sign either one of those, both of those, or neither of them? Um, if anything, I'd bring back Bell, depending on the number. But at the same time, Bell hasn't even looked remotely as explosive yeah. as he did in Pittsburgh. And figure the offensive line really isn't as good as it was then. Yeah. So I don't think he brings that value. He doesn't have that like acceleration speed. He's got the juking ability. We've seen him put people on highlights. Bounce yeah. a Drake or Patrick off the turf. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, We all know Antonio Brown ain't coming back. As much as I love AB, he's not coming back because Ben's still here. Um, and if that stuff is still looming with those two, we don't need it. Um, good for AB getting his ring. You know, he was a great sewer. We'll accept him years, years down the line. I still appreciate AB what he did. Yeah. Um, but the way he handles stuff on the way out, not so good. I, I don't need it back in the locker room. I don't. Yeah. I, I personally think he burned his bridges with the locker room and the Steelers organization, the way he went out and the way he left them on the hook for 21 mil over three years left in his contract. So yes, that aspect of it i i won't forgive him for but let's look at what the what we said here over on the SteelerNation.com podcast twitter page we did that same poll at underscore sn podcast and they agreed with you they would take Le'Veon bell over antonio brown 37 percent coming in for antonio for 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 keeping or for signing Le'Veon bell only 12 and a half percent coming in for signing antonio brown 10 percent to said to sign both but the big winner is 40% of Steeler Nation says sign neither of them. And I understand with the hearts of Steeler Nation getting ripped out both by both of these players in different ways. Le'Veon Bell had to look out for himself being franchise tendered for a second straight year. And I understand it. I didn't like it as a fan, but I understand it as a, as a, what is best for him. And so does most of Steeler Nation since they tripled up the amount of, of fans that would rather have Le'Veon Bell over Brown in this poll. So thank you very much, Steeler Nation, for chiming in on that poll and helping us out because I, I think that's just something fun to think about. And I'll have a lot more polls uh, moving forward here on Twitter. So you start following us over there. Uh, we'll, we'll be going over them, obviously, on the podcast because it's always something something fun to get into and something fun to do on these types of shows. So one other person I want to talk with you about uh, and is the elephant in the room, and I specifically have waited to talk about him until now. And that is our big receiver that is entering free agency in Juju Smith-Schuster. And there's multiple, 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 multiple rumors going around. Many of them say he's leaving, like people like uh, Mike Garofalo. Uh, other people say that Steelers are working on a contract. Uh, so we don't know where this thing is falling. I know we had a false report come out that he signed a $12 million one-year contract, but there's no way Steelers can even afford that without restructuring everyone first. But we know that's completely fake. But where do you stand on the Juju front, Colton? 
Well, I'm repping Juju because I don't know what is going to happen with Juju. So I'm repping him, you know, before Love we see that what jersey. <laughs> see, see where he ends up. Um, yeah. I, I'm always going to be repping him. He's a steer guy. You know, his post says enough. He he wants to stay. I believe Ben wants him back as well. I think if they can find a roundabout number, he's going to clearly test the markers. If he gets blown away with like a $60 million offer, yeah. he's going to take it. He's not stupid. Yeah. Yeah. But I think he's going to go out there and test the market. And the market really hasn't been good for receivers. I saw the Corey Davis number and I'm sitting here like the Steelers could kind of work a way to making Juju work for that. Yeah. If that is, yeah. if that contract is what Juju's going to get around, he's not going to go to a team where they're bad and he's getting paid a lot because he wants to win. And we saw what he did last year. Yeah. He was all about winning. How many times did we see him in the end zone celebrating with Deontay Johnson? Yeah, for their Ebron, big touchdowns. Every other yeah. freaking guy oh, scored yeah. a touchdown. Yeah. So he's a team guy, and I think he loves Pittsburgh. And if the number is like somewhat not where he was expecting, where he's out on the market talking to teams, because as you can tell, Kenny Galladay, who's the number one guy, yeah, he, he's not signed yet. So and Juju's up there, number two. Look yeah. at his age. He's 23, 24. That is there, and no one's going out and slamming, like, holy crap, here's 15 million for you. So that tells you the market is kind of cold. I think Josina Anderson tweeted out and said, um, the market is not there for the receivers right now. I guess a receiver texted her or something was like, the market's just cold right now. It's not there. Yeah, so. it's dead. Like it's dead quiet for all the top name receivers. So I had to start thinking about why is the market so cold for receivers? And it, I think it's got a couple things going on with it. And one of them being this upcoming draft is supposed to be an excellent wide receiver draft. So why spend 10 to 12 million on a, or 14 million on a receiver where you can pick one up for, for a rookie contract. Other one being last year's draft class was freaking epic for wide receivers. And we've got a lot of budding superstars. Fortunately, the Steelers were one of those teams that went out and picked one up as well. And, mm-hmm. and uh, Chase Claypool, who I think is going to be featured in this offense this year. And he's going to be a big part of it. Um, so I think those are some two really large pieces of what's going on. And then the final one is, I really don't know if any of those free agents are the guy that you can really hang the offense on. Like this is saying, this is the guy that can run your whole, that that can be your number one. There's a lot of guys that are like one B's and twos on the market, but not any surefire number ones. If anything, it's Kenny Galladay. You know, when yeah. he's healthy, he's been the lead horse in when that he's, offense. Yeah, when he's yes. healthy, yes. And, you know, the thing is, he was with Stafford, and Stafford was a gunslinger. And Detroit, I felt like, was always behind, so his numbers were blown out of proportion. So, again, I'm not saying he's not good at all, but yeah. he's very good. Um, if anything, he's the number one guy. And to be fair with Juju, he's like a 1B kind of guy. He needs someone else there. And that's no shot at Juju because everyone's no. like, oh, look at the numbers last year. He doesn't deserve $14 million. Yeah. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. You sound so stupid. Watch how many, I think he might've led the league in first down receptions, like getting those tough gritty yards. He reminded me of Heinz Ward. Um, the way he was getting those tough yards last season. He's taking shots. I remember him. Yeah. He was against the Raven. He stands up like he's like low to the ground, falls his way forward, gets a first down. He was so tough last year. So, and he's one of the best slot guys in the league. Um, I think the Sears with the short yard and short routes, I think killed him. Yeah, because it didn't show off its speed to get down the field. So hopefully that changes next year if he does come back. Yeah, but he's not a true number one guy, and we saw that after Antonio Brown left. But that's not a shot at Juju because if if I was that kind of person, it's like he's not a true one. Don't bring him back. Yeah, I won't be repping him out here. Please bring him back and yeah. posting on my Instagram. Come back because <laughs> I want him back, and I think a lot of Steel Nation. Yeah, does. they do. Some I do too. don't because of the some of the. 
the TikTok stuff. Stop, he's a kid. And, you know, yeah. we all saw the, what the players were saying about him. It, that had no issue on us losing games. We were 11-0 with him doing it. Stop it when we're losing. So, yeah. exactly. I, I, I want him back. Um, it depends what the price tag is. You know, I don't want to give him $15 million because mm-hmm. this this organization drafts receiver like it's nothing. Yes. Deontay Johnson. I'm sitting there, I'm like, they draft him out of yeah. Toledo. I'm like, <laughs> who the heck is this kid at Toledo? Yep, I love Deontay Johnson. I did the yeah. drafts last season. I love Deontay Johnson. Chase and Claypool, it- Washington. They have receivers. It's a factory here. So, that's what you also have to put in mind. You love the guy and the kid that he's grown up to be here in Pittsburgh. Um, you also have to put that in mind. You can't go out here and they made the right decision with Le'Veon Bell. We yeah. loved him here. He was fantastic, but you weren't paying a running back. And look at the teams that have. It's been a mistake. So you can't go out and pay Juju $15 million, um, a crazy amount. So that's why he's testing the market, see what he's getting, you know, what the numbers are tossing his way. And he's going to come back and be like, hey, if you can get around this number, I'm all yours. I love being here. So that's I'm, that's yep. what I'm hoping for. And, you know, I don't know what your thoughts are on that. That's, that's kind of where I'm at. I mean, to me, too, I think that he has value with the team and he's got those intangible values, which really don't show up or there's those values that don't show up in the stat sheet. And that's what I'm talking about. He's an incredible blocker. He is not afraid to go down and slobber knock a linebacker, a defensive end. It doesn't matter. He will hit. He's got that Heinz Ward mentality. That's something that I've always loved about him. Second, he is willing to take shots and making those tough catches over the field, over the middle of the field to extend plays, to get first downs, to extend drives. And that is what I really love about a player like that. And that is something that's, it's intangible because it doesn't really show up in the stats, but when you watch him play, you just know he was such a big part of our offense. Hell, he was three catches shy of a hundred last year. And that is very difficult to make up as we saw when Antonio Brown left the team, you just don't get another receiver coming in and catching a hundred balls. And now, you know, finally, you know, year back with Ben full year with Ben again, I mean, Juju was three catches shy. So that's going to be very difficult to make up if he is not retained, but I'm with you. We have to find the right number to retain him. And I'd say if it's anywhere between eight and 12, that's my range for him. If we could find an arrangement between eight and 12 million to keep him on the team next four to five years, hell yes. I make that deal yesterday. And that's the, that's where I signed for 14, 16. No, I, I can't, I cannot, put that kind of money in a receiver when the Steelers already know what they're doing. It's already another great deep draft for receivers coming up. Steelers are going to draft another receiver, no matter what they do every year. So we'll see who the next guy is that they throw into the mix. Cause they're just a wide receiver drafting machine. They are. And it's again, I love him. He's a great guy off the field. You see all the stuff, the um, buying clothes around Christmas, you know, for people that delivering food to the homeless. I mean, he's always doing stuff. He's a great guy and you need yeah. that. And it, it's just a great locker room guy. You see Claypool, the TikToks with him. Another team trying to sign him smacks the money away. Uh-uh, I got you, Juju. <laughs> like, you know, he, he brings a presence to the team and the team loves him. And um, yeah. again, Stewart Nation loves him. Yeah, they do. So, yeah. I'll be repping his jersey still if he does leave. I don't want to see him go. But like you said, you can't fork that money in a receiver because, to be fair, Antonio Brown was more skilled than he was. Yeah. You know, the, the getting open and 
just being that guy, not saying Juju isn't, because I got to set a minute and go, the first down receptions and the tough yards are sitting there, or it's a third and seven, and he's going on across. It's like, ah, crap. He ain't getting a first down next minute. Boom, he look, bombs someone, and he gets a first down. So he yeah. always yeah. is moving the sticks, like you said, with the blocking. He and he even when he's getting hit in sometimes five, six yards ahead of those sticks and just extending, turning his body, twisting, jumping, oh, diving, gosh. finding a way just to get to those. And like, that's the really fun part to watch with Juju Smith-Schuster. Yeah, I would, I would hate to see him leave. Um, I would too. You know, for a team that kind of, if he does go somewhere, the Raiders, uh, I keep seeing the Raiders and the Raiders making cuts. If he does go somewhere, I think it's the Raiders. They lose Nelson wow. Aguilar. I think it's the yeah. Raiders if he goes somewhere. He's closer to home. Um, I, again, I don't want to think about it because I'm just sitting here. I'm always checking my Twitter the past few days since free agency started. I'm like, please, no Juju. Please, no Juju. Yeah. I Resign Juju. So I'm just. And Colton, that's uh, where I was surprised that Aguilar ended up going to the Patriots, right? Yes, correct. And I was surprised because I thought for certain with the money that he signed, he signed for a good money contract, but I would have thought that Bill Belichick would have targeted Juju Smith-Schuster over Aguilar because of all of the other things that Juju Smith-Schuster can do that Aguilar is strictly just a receiver. I don't see him as being a, as good of a blocker. I, I, you know, it's as, as doing those intangible things that Juju does, obviously, you know, Juju's not a number one, number one, like they need and Aguilar is closer to that, but he, to I've me, seen more consistency Juju, out of Juju, also. Yeah, yeah, but Juju kind of fits, especially if they were going two tight ends and having Juju as your wide out, that would have been a sick alignment and a very, very tough receiving alignment to defend against. Fortunately, they went with Aguilar instead of Juju, and I'm happy for that because, you know, I, I, I don't, I see Aguilar as not being a soft player, but he's softer than Juju. No, I think Juju is the toughest wideout on the market. It's not close. You know, the durability, other than last year, he was banged up. The concussion, the knee injury against Cleveland. um, I think that's kind of what hindered the season. Otherwise, he's been relatively healthy. Knock on wood for his sake, but uh, he's been relatively healthy. He's never really hurt other than last year. He's And he's, oh my God, I'm watching this stuff with the missing bike and stuff. And it just brings back memories. I don't want him gone. I really (laughs) don't. So I hope they can find a way to keep him. Like you say, eight to twelve. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not that guy. Give him whatever he wants. You see that Family Guy clip? Here's yeah. a blank check, sir. Put whatever you want it. That's TJ Watt. You know, wait for that. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, and and that's and, and that's his number. I mean, you're wearing the age yeah. that he was when he signed with the Steelers. So he's yeah, it's, 19 when he signed with the Steelers. So, so I, again, I want him back. And, yeah. You know, and if you're a smart person to watch the way he plays, like you said, the blocking like Hans Ward. Yeah. The tough catches he's he has to come back and it just hopefully they find the number and it, like we just said he's not a true one he's like a 1b uh the best number two in the league kind of thing he's yeah. really really good um he doesn't deserve 15 million though and it's like you said the this year's class last year's it's yeah. it's not close you know and we'll see what happens you, you know we wish him luck if he does sign somewhere else hopefully it's not in the division Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire. By famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady. Live only on Netflix. That would hurt the most, but Ravens, I wish them the best. Ravens would be the only, that would be the absolute worst if you found a way to Ravens or Cleveland, but it, you know, they, they're pretty much set. Cleveland's set on their receivers. They're not going to be signing anybody else. And, uh, but 
you know, that, that would just be that you're right. That would be the ultimate worst if Juju went in, in division, but oh, fingers crossed, he comes back to us. Uh, Jim Rastelli over there on, uh, on Facebook state stating, I think I need a couple of shots after these moves and upcoming moves. And I'm with you right there. Cheers to you, Jim. I'm sharing a beverage with you. Cheers, Steeler nation. Let's have a drink for our team and a drink to forget. Oh, please, please. I'll have my water, but please to that. <laughs> yeah. The economy is made up of real people doing real stuff and it affects everything, which you obviously know since you're a real person doing real stuff. Marketplace is here to help you get smart about everything beyond the what of the day's business and economic news. We dig into the how and the why with the real people driving our economy. From big tech and interest rates to small businesses and what's happening at the Fed, Marketplace breaks it all down so you don't have to. Listen to Marketplace wherever you get your podcasts. So uh, now we're getting into, you know, who's available, who's on the market, who's kind of at that value that the Steelers need to pick up. And I had to add some positions just because we had, we just started losing some positions today. So center being BJ Finney, obviously we already signed him. Fortunately, that one's locked up now running back. Now, McKean Ali Kabir over on Facebook as well states he wants Le'Veon Bell. He knows as well as I do that Bell's going to be pretty cheap. He's going to be a very, very affordable running back. He's still is an excellent receiver out of the backfield, and you can still treat him like a slot receiver out of the backfield. I agree with you, McKean. I think that Bell should be on the Steelers' radar. Here's a couple other names that I just wanted to bring up. Adrian Peterson, Fournette's still on the market. You got LaShawn McCoy is still on the market, and, of course, James Conner is still on the market. So you've got – a lot of talented backs still on the market that are going to be relatively cheap and Frank Gore, but I don't know how many 38 yard running backs we want to bring into our team. <laughs> yeah. A name you didn't mention that I really like if they are going to do a free agency. Yeah. Jamal Williams out of green Bay. Oh, Jamal point. Williams is a, Jamal Williams is a really interesting guy. Catches the ball really well out of the backfield. Yeah. yeah. Um, can run really good between, between the tackles. We saw when he had his time between uh, Aaron Jones, who got re-signed. Yeah. Um, if they're going to do it, I'm doing Jamal Williams. Otherwise, we see how valuable they are in the draft. You can get a really, really good running back uh, in the third round or J- uh, James Robinson as an undrafted folks. So, yeah, you can get right. running backs wherever you see it with Philip Lindsay, undrafted guy as well. Yeah. So, the running back position is Willie very, Parker, undrafted. Yes. Guy bingo. <laughs> I mean, it's the list goes on and on. You can yeah, literally yeah. come up with running backs. And we saw Le'Veon Bell, one of the he was the best running back in football with the Steelers. Yes, he was. And he was a second round guy. So yep, yep. You can get running backs, you know, in the later rounds, third round, you know. Don't have to throw a first rounder at a running nah, back. We we've seen rumors of Stewart Nation, you know, yeah. want Najee Harris. We yeah. we've seen that. And <laughs> I've been one of those guys. I'm sitting there like, man, he's he's explosive, but if I'm looking free agency, it's Jamal Williams. It really is. He's gonna not Good he's point. not gonna be super expensive. I love James Conner, but we, we all saw his durability. He wasn't able to be the legit guy on a night-to-night basis. You couldn't rely on him. Um, it stinks because he's an eerie guy, local kid, and it's one of those yeah. he's one of be those stewards for wives, but yeah, you got to make a smart decision here, just like what they did with Le'Veon Bell, who was the best running back in the league at the time yep. for the Steelers. You got to make the right decision, and you can't go throwing money at a guy that you can't rely on. That is true. And uh, just a quick shout out too for all of Steeler Nation across our YouTube, across Facebook, and across uh, Twitter. 
Get your questions in now. We're going to be coming up after the segment. We're going to be doing questions from Steeler Nation. If you have any questions you want us to answer, we'll be more than happy to do that in that next segment. So next position, I've got a couple players here at left tackle, and you probably can add as well because I know how you diverse you are in the game. But I always like to stick mostly for the Steelers things. And uh, so left tackle, possibly bringing back Kelvin Beecham could be an option uh, for some depth. Um, Villanueva, I mean... I've heard some rumors that the Steelers are looking to try to resign him. I don't know how they can make that contract work or even if they'd really want to, and anything that's a large value contract with the way that it seems like he's been declining these past couple years. Yeah. For me, I would like Kelvin Beecham, but the more and more I look at it, I like in house. Yeah. I like what they're doing. Like you just mentioned earlier with Zach Banner coming in. I like that. And um, coming back. And Chucks at right tackle, give him another year. He wasn't terrible. Sure, he wasn't the best. Yeah. But he wasn't, he wasn't awful. He wasn't bad. He wasn't no, yeah, yeah. He was no, bad. For him being tossed in, pretty much those two were neck and neck, him and Banner. So I figured Banner was ahead of him, which means Banner's clearly the better guy. And slide him over to left. I think that's the best option. I do like Kelvin Beecham. Um, it's really interesting to see what goes on there in Baltimore. Um, yeah. I think Brown is uh, kind of on the talks of, yeah, get me the heck out of here. Kind yeah, of that, which is crazy. So I think that'd be beneficial for clearly the Steelers don't have the money to pay him. No. High Smith, that'd be really good. So it, yeah. I, I, again, sticking on the left tackle, I think, I think staying in house is the best situation in draft. That's kind of where I exactly. see the Steelers yeah. going at that first round pick is as much as we want to see a skill guy there. Yeah. I think they're going to rebuild it with the line and I think it's going tackle right there. I think that's the money spot for it. And I'm with you. I think in the draft, they're looking for their next swing tackle. Who's also going to be coming on the field as the extra tackle to start with, and then have the ability to be able to come in and step in, possibly compete with banner or chooks and push them to a first starting position. So that's, that's ideally the best case scenario you can have, especially when you already have two veterans that could possibly be taking over within the system and that they've been building up through this system for the past few years. So you're right. That This to me is probably the most question marky of question marked positions on the Steelers, but they do have a plan. And now we got to figure out whether or not that plan's going to work. Cause so, I mean, the more and more you look at these tackles, I'm looking at the tackles. There's not one guy on here. They can afford the better ones. Yeah. You can't afford these guys. I'm, yeah. I'm looking at you. You're going to bring in an old Jason Peters from Philly. Yeah. You're not doing that. Yeah. You got Alville in the wave which there's rumors are talking with them. It's not going to happen. We're also going to be cheap. Gonna, yeah. Russell Okun's going to look for good money. Mitchell Schwartz, yeah, Eric Fisher, and Trent Williams is looking for $20 million. There's no way they can afford any of that. So in reality, mm-hmm. it's draft. It's yeah. draft for staying house. So now we'll talk about tight end. I mean, we already discussed a little bit about Ebron possibly being cut to free up $6 million, though we haven't heard anything in that front. But who would be some people that we could bring in? There's two tight ends that I like, and I want you to add whoever else that you, that you like as well but the first one i'm going to talk about is a guy who made the catch that should have propelled us to the number one seed in 2017 that is jesse james from detroit he is now a free agent again i love the guy because he can block i love the guy because he can make the tough catches he can extend the chains he's not going to be your your shifty downfield getting big yardage player but he's the type of tight end that can extend drives with quality catches and good hands and that's one thing that i always liked about jesse james and my other favorite on the market is a guy by the name of Jordan Reed, who sat behind Kittle and, and played with in San Francisco. And I always loved him in Washington, D.C., because when he was healthy, the guy can make any play on the field. He's going to be cheap because of his injury situations. The problem is he had a lot of concussion injury situations. And with the Steelers already kind of like 
being once bitten with the uh, was that Mercedes Lewis signing yeah who had all the talent in the world but unfortunately it was it was concussions that stopped him from ever being a football player again so that might be a once bitten twice shy situation even though I love the makeup of Jordan Reed he's a tough individual he plays with everything he's a great blocker and a great downfield threat yeah oh my gosh it's green that you're thinking of i can't think of the first name oh ladarius green sorry yes, that's, it. that's green. it i always, I always oh. get that oh gosh i, I loved him <laughs> oh my gosh i remember being at the i think it was giant Steelers game and he had a great game and i Huge. think the next game he got knocked out i'm like no yeah yep. that's the same thing injuries with him but for me i'm looking at the tight ends like you said if they're gonna fill in that vance mcdonald role it's gotta be jesse james i, I saw yep. it i'm like yeah. I feel like technically because I texted you over the BJ yep. Finney thing. I'm like, he's coming back. It's guaranteed. Yeah. I feel like texting you with Jesse James. I'm like, he's going to come back. Yeah. Um, I have a weird feeling. If they're going to fill the Vance McDonald role, it's Jesse James. You know, yep. unless they want to look for a kind of like what they're doing in the wing, a two tight end set where they're kind of scary guys, someone like athletic and go down the field with Ebron. Yeah. I, I do like Jordan Reed. The thing is, I'm so scared of the injuries with him. I am too. I'm yeah. so scared yeah. of it. I hear you. For me, Trey Burton's another guy I'm looking at. Gerald Everett from LA, I think, has a lot of potential. Yeah. But I, those guys aren't really good pass blockers. I think it's Jesse James. Yeah. Eric Ebron got a little bit better, and that was kind of something that he said he was going to work on coming mm-hmm. into Pittsburgh because he knew I'm not just going to be going down the field every single play. I got to work on the pass blocking and the run blocking. So I think Jesse James is a no brainer here. Yeah. Again, sure, I'd love a Jared Cook who's out there. Uh, Mm-hmm. Uh, Trey Burton, who's back on the market from the Colts and uh, yeah. former Bear. Yeah. That all looks great and all. It's It makes sense for Jesse James if they're going to make it tight end. Yeah. Moving on to inside linebacker. Fortunately, the Steelers have retained Spillane. They, of course, Bush is going to be coming back this year, but now they have a gaping hole at depth because they just jettisoned Vince Williams. So obviously, they've got to pick up another inside linebacker to help as a veteran presence before the draft. And I was thinking of a couple options, one being um, Reggie Ragland over there out of Detroit because Steelers love drafting people or grabbing people from Detroit. Josh Bynes from Cincy, free agent, good tackle machine, and as well as also, also possibly bringing back to provide some consistency, bringing Avery Williamson back because this guy is a tackle machine. Yeah, I like Avery Williamson. Again, the money is a really interesting thing. Seeing what these guys are going to get paid. I oh. really would like Avery Williamson. I kind of expected them to use him more. Mm-hmm. And they really didn't. I think they liked their guys that they had and they knew the system more, I think is probably yeah. why they did that. Um, Denzel Perryman is a guy I would really like uh, from the Chargers guy uh, that kind of comes to mind here. KJ Wright is going to expect top dollar. That's the yeah. problem. The money situation is going to be the problem. Every time I feel like I watch free agency come around and see nation sitting there, you always have that gift, poke in the thing, like poke in the logo, do something. <laughs> They don't, not (laughs) what they do. Quan Alexander gets cut by the Saints. Again, I would love him. He's a talented guy. Yeah. It's not not what they're going to do. If you think what they do, it's not what they do. They're not going to go out and spend the money. They don't have money. Otherwise, they would have kept being. Yep. So um, I I don't know what they're going to do. Again, I would like a guy like Denzel Perryman, but he's going to expect top dollar. Quan Alexander, the same thing. Yeah. it's a reality check. I would love those guys. It's not going to happen though. So again, probably one of those things that will draft. Hopefully they can get Avery Williamson back. You know, that's if I'm looking reality, I want Avery Williamson. He's on the younger side still, and yeah. he's got the speed and he's a tackling machine. So I would love him back. 
So then I've had to add nickel or sorry, nose tackle today with, uh, you know, uh, Tyson Alu Alu leaving for greener pastures in Jacksonville. Uh, so here's a couple, and you, you know, I always going to throw in a stealer, uh, Steve McClendon being a possible option. Uh, Trayvon Hester could be an option and Christian Covington hopefully is as cheap options. But as we've already discussed, it looks like the Steelers have already been developing and drafting that depth for nose tackle with bugs and with uh, Carlos Davis. They, they do have some players in waiting, possibly ready to take over that, that role. And that role was 43% of the defensive snaps last season, which were taken up by Alu Alu. Yeah. I, I, again, this is one of those things. I think they stay in house. You know, we talked about this a little earlier, as you just mentioned, I think they stay in house, Carlos Davis bugs. You saw the feistiness, those two on the sideline. I think it stays in house. But if I'm going, guys, I like Crawford from Dallas or yeah. I'm Gerald McCoy. I think those are guys I would nice. like, especially Gerald McCoy. Yeah. On the older side, sure. Um, but yeah, but think- that's what happened with Alu Alu. I mean, we brought him yes. in. He was older. I mean, he was approaching his 32, I think, when we first brought him in. And what did he yeah. have? But his best years in the league with us and over his 30s. And that's just a goes to show you possibly in the same system when you're playing between two all pros like to it and hayward and you got tj jumping off the edge on the other side i mean you're not going to be double team much <laughs> yeah you're going to get his looks and i, and I think yeah. it'll just benefit bringing in a guy like gerald mccoy to teach like a carlos davis because gerald mccoy's been one of the best nose tackles in the game yeah. during his time in the league when he was in carolina good call from the bucks he's he's been great so i think it's it makes sense again it depends money wise because we're not out here sitting here all right, folks, where are we going to borrow money today? So yeah. it's one of those things, see what see what the value is for these guys, what money they're looking for, or they stay in house or they draft again, figure they drafted Javon Hargrave. And it was like, who the heck is this kid out of South Carolina state? Right. He turned into a monster. So <laughs> yeah, he, he got paid. Yeah. So, you know, so they might stay in house, see what Carl's Davis can do bugs. See who wants a boys or they bring back Chris warmly, had him on my show a few times. Yes. Good points. Yep, transition him to inside maybe so we'll see i know he's yep. talked about he would like to come back again it depends he also he said he really didn't like not playing too much which i get it's what's going to happen when you got yeah. two and he knew he says two of the best interior guys in the league so yeah you Plus know he got really hurt a little early too so that yes, kind of hamstrung him unfortunately though he does have talent you're right absolutely good point um another person i want to talk about quickly safety depth and big depth for special teams at a cheap, cheap value price. And that is bringing back Sean Davis. That's a guy that I thought has a lot of value for a small price value. He's probably only going to be right around a million, million and a half to retain or to sign back. But the guy has been an absolute monster on special teams. He jumped on two would be fumbles on loose balls this past year for return uh, fumbles. So that's a huge move. Plus he was our gunner out on the kickoffs and doing a great job making tackles down the field. I love Sean Davis just because, I mean, yeah, he was a first round draft pick. It sucks. It sucks that he's only on special teams, but he excels on special teams and he still has the ability to come in and back up at either safety position if needed. It, I have to agree. I'm looking at the list again, money wise. It, it, it's not thinkable, you know, to get a value safety. Yeah. Um, Terrell played great last year. He's been durable again, not going well. I don't need to jinx that. Cause I know he's coming back. Yeah. Uh, you got Minka back there really durable as well. So it, as you just said, saved multiple games. I'm sitting like, holy crap. Oh, there's Sean Davis. We're okay. We're good now. <laughs> so it's got Sean Davis. I have to agree with you on that one. Um, I was glad they brought him back. Yeah, I was too. I was super happy. It was one happy. of those things when he went to Washington. It was like, oh, yeah. well, 
he really never panned out. Yeah. Um, I remember when they drafted him out of Maryland, there was a lot of talk. And this, I think they drafted mm-hmm. him the second round. There was a lot of talk like, that's a steal of the draft right there. That might be the steal. Could and be. it never really turned out to what we expected from him, even though he had some moments. Probably the biggest moment everyone remembers is not getting the pick against the Patriots. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, I, I, he was great. He filled into his role. As he said, it was a great gunner, and he's saved games. He yes, saved he games and turnovers. So Yes, he did. He's not a question. You got to bring him back. Awesome. Last position I want to talk about in this fun, fun round, Robin, of who should we sign is wide receivers. And we talked about wide receivers at the top of the wide receiver. Now we should start talking about wide receivers who may be a little bit more affordable, maybe in the four to six million dollar range, which is usually what the Steelers do when they bring in a veteran wide receiver. Uh, but there's a couple here on the market that I thought were interesting. I mean, one was a former Steeler, maybe out of our price range, and that's Emmanuel Sanders. And he just is an, a great all-around wide receiver. He could really help out at the X. He could help out in the slot um, as something of being being able to help out. And I, I felt the same way also about John Brown, who already listed on Twitter that he wouldn't mind coming to Pittsburgh as a free agent receiver. Yeah, um, for me, John Brown, again, like you said, he said he would love to come to Pittsburgh. Yeah. It's one of those things. I'd love to have sure, <laughs> sure, man. What what price tag are you coming for? You know, you're yeah. coming for a six million. I'm all in for it then. But uh, money talks. You know, um, I, again, I was a guy like you said. Um, another guy I'm looking at here, Willie Sneed. You know, Ooh, uh, he, good, yeah, he caught a lot of tough yep. balls for Baltimore. And yes, it's he one did. of those things. If they're gonna lose Juju, Willie Sneed caught a lot of tough balls for Baltimore, even against Pittsburgh. And yeah. another name to throw out there, if you're gonna fill in the slot, Golden Tate. Yes. Golden Tate's another guy that's one, one of the best slot guys. And Josh and Reynolds, too, another one. What's Tate's age right now? Oh, he's older. Gosh, what's Tate 30? Okay, is he 32? Okay. Was, I wasn't sure if you had a, 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 a spoke track or something for. Um, uh, I'll, I'll check. I'll, I'll while check. You, while you yeah. get it. Oh, you check. All right. Yeah, I think he's, or he's 30. He's like 30, 32 in that range, I believe. Yeah, because, I mean, he's a great option. Here's my dream. There's two dream receivers that are also available <laughs> that I would love to have on this team because I've always loved and respected their games as wide receivers. One being AJ green from Cincinnati. He's a tough guy. I mean, obviously he's more of like a Z receiver in our, in our game, which we have Claypool and Washington kind of fighting over. Um, but I just love the way he plays the game. And the, my other one is Larry Fitzgerald. I yeah. mean, a guy out of Pittsburgh. I mean, just, one of the best receivers to ever play in the NFL. I would love for him to come back to Pittsburgh for a year before he retires because he's just that veteran influence that just, he does everything right. Uh, he has a, he's a perfect game as a receiver, perfect hands. He knows how to utilize his body. He knows how to box people out. He knows how to make tough catches. He knows how to extend. I mean, this guy has just been a joy to watch his entire career. And probably one of my favorite players that never played for the Steelers. Another name that comes to my mind is Isaiah McKenzie from Buffalo. He had some games where it was like, all right, this kid. And then he kind of got lost in the shuffle because there's some pretty decent receivers there in Buffalo now with John Brown when he was there, Diggs. So he kind of got lost in the shuffle. But when he did play, Isaiah McKenzie was pretty dang good. So, And like I said, Josh Reynolds, really good slot guy from the Rams. So he, again, he picked his moments when he had his shots and he made some plays. So, Comes down to money. Sure, T.Y. would be nice. You know, when he's healthy, he's pretty darn explosive outside. Yes. And same thing with Watkins when he's healthy. I feel like every first game of the season, the Sammy Watkins game, people get out and draft him for just the first game of the season because he goes nuts. Yeah. Well, it's just 
Yep. We all know who we want back. We we all know who we want back. Hopefully he comes back. Saves but, everyone the problems here. Yeah. At least, at least there's a little bit of equalization within the division with the Ravens losing both Judon and Ngakwe on the first day of the tamp- legal tampering period oh, of so free agency. Stupid. Yeah, but but at least, hey, there's two guys that were getting after our quarterback pretty easily, and uh, it's good to see that they're not on their team anymore. So. I'm fine with that. <laughs> yeah, it makes it e- a lot of the pass rushers are out of the division. So if you are going to have a transition yeah. period with your tackles, this figure, is smart. This is the year. Figure yeah. Baltimore lost both of them. Yep. Um, Cincinnati lost one, but they do bring in Hendrickson, which that yep. man was absolutely a stud for the Saints last season. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, this is kind of the season. The, the, the big pass rushers are still with Pittsburgh with two it. Cam Heisman had his sparks last season. Yeah, I expect a bigger step this year from it. And clearly, the man blank check. <laughs> what would you like on it? You know, kind of thing. <laughs> right. Wait, so good old TJ. Yeah, oh, love that man. So now we've entered the part of the podcast where we take questions from Steeler Nation. Come on over to SteelerNation.com. Click on the forum. Sign up for it's free. It's fun. It's easy. We talk football all freaking day. You can argue with me. I post this cope. It's a blast. But if you join on and you, every time we have a podcast, I'll put up a thread and we take your questions. Black and Gold Bleeder has a couple for us. First one is how does Filer warrant that kind of money? And we kind of talked about it a little bit. Let I'll have you start there, Colt, because I know you're ready it's, to talk about it. I know where you're going and I know where I'm going with this. <laughs> yeah. The diversity. He yep. can play every position on the line clear other than center. Yeah, That's correct. why he gets that money. Because someone gets hurt, boom, file, you go out there. It's yeah. very it's very and, simple why. And already having right tackle starting experience and left guard stat starting experience for the entire year, not fill-in experience. He was the starting right tackle for a few years, and then he was a starting left guard last year. So the guy has already shown he is an NFL caliber starter at multiple positions on this line. So he's the type of Swiss Army knife that is very, very, you know, coveted, I'd say, within the GMs of the league to try to find a good veteran depth player that can help them out at that many positions and be able to help plug that many problems within one team with one guy, then Filer's your guy. And the Steelers have always been kind of developing that kind of guy. I mean, Beecham was one of those kinds of guys. Like BJ Finney was one of those kinds of guys. We had those like Swiss army knife players that would go out and sign big contracts with somebody else. I forget the other tackle that left who was a swing tackle. And, um, but, but we, we always have somebody that tends to leave and do, do very well within the league and get a good contract. Matt so. Starks, Matt Starks, yep. as you said before, <laughs> man, started both, both tackle positions in the Super Bowl. So. Exactly. Starting right tackle, won a Super Bowl, starting left tackle, won a Super Bowl. And that is huge. And that is something I always like to talk with him about because it's like, name another player that's won a Super Bowl at a different starting position, like other than like punt return or kick return. I don't yeah. give me that crap. But like literally like two positions on a line is huge. And that was big that he stayed with us for that long. And the Steelers kept transitioning, tagging him every year. It seemed like just to keep him around. But he was a big, solid, uh, motivational moving force for that offensive line. And a big reason for their success. Um, Second question, final question then by Black and Gold Bleeder. Uh, When Ben and Colbert's eminent departure next January, do you see a correlation with the contracts not being renewed, renegotiated and or resigned? And I, I suppose that just means um, something that Colton even talked about earlier in the show. It seems that Colbert and Ben's uh, time on the team are linked. It seems when Ben retires, Colbert will retire. So that will be it for both of them. And it seems like just the way that this contract has been done for this year for Ben Roethlisberger, this is his last year in Pittsburgh. 
I mean, I'm, I'm flat out saying it. It, it. He's getting toward the end of his career. And I'm going to say Steelers are probably looking to move on from Ben after this year. Yeah, I, I think that's how it's going to go as well. I think they brought in Haskins, let him learn from a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Um, yeah, why not? You know, it's a cheap deal. See if it works out. He learns a thing or two. You watch the kid in at Ohio State. Yeah, he has potential to be a guy in the league. So Exactly. And, yeah. and he's in a great organization where he wasn't in Washington at first. Of course, exactly. Ron Rivera came yeah. in and is changing the culture, but that's not his guy. And we saw the funny business he was pulling. So he said, I- I've had yeah. enough. I'm not dealing with this. See you later. He's learned. Yeah, I make a mistake like that again. I'm out of the league. I love it for the Steelers. And Colbert's kind of tossed around for the past two or three years. He doesn't know when he's going to call to quits. Um, it's kind of been, I'm playing it a year by year thing. I remember being on the phone call with Steer Nation um, with him. And it was like, yeah, I remember someone asked how long you staying for. And it's like, I'm doing this every year kind of thing. I don't know what I'm going to call it. Now we know. And, um, you know, I'm blessed. He's been one of the best GMs in football. Yes, he has. He, yes, he's he has. had no money. I feel yep. like every season's like, as I just said, Sioux Nation, oh, do something, free agency. They don't because they don't have the money because they keep guys in house. But he finds a way to bring yeah. in a guy or two. And it's like, let's go. I like that pickup. And yeah. He's been great. So, and, and, and even and, his in-season trades have been pretty yes. good. I mean, I, I know they brought in – they traded for Vance McDonald. That was a big trade that they brought yeah. in. Uh, I know the other guy that Van- – Vanette didn't work out, yep. uh, unfortunately. But, um, you know, more often than not, like bringing in um, Avery Williamson last year was huge, especially since we didn't know Spillane was going to go down too because like, that, yeah. w- that was it. Like we were done if we didn't have Avery Williamson. We at least had a chance with him. But then like everybody went down. So it's like we had Avery Williamson and – um oh gosh marcus allen starting (laughs) yeah which i'm excited to see marcus allen in his second year as a linebacker inside linebacker because he's bulking up he's starting to put some weight on and now he's playing as a fast inside linebacker and he he does need a little bit more of that weight i felt to shed blocks more in the running game absolutely yeah so moving on drink iron city who we always save the best for last dic i love your questions you always have a multitude of them and always something a fun wild card to throw in as well first question what is taking the front office so long on some contract reworks of hayden nelson others just to mention a few i think it's one of those things we knew this season was going to be weird with money um we knew we were going to lose some of the guys and you lost some of the guys that you didn't want to lose so it's one of those things why restructure and kind of ruin the books for the next few seasons, especially next year when they have a lot of money to work with. Sure. I would like them to re-extend a Joe Hayden, give him another year on his contract. He's running up at the end of this year. Mm -hmm. Um, I I really like Steven Nelson. He's been a cornerstone there. piece ever since they brought him in from Kansas city. So I would like a restructure there. It would help out, but he might be doing it as in let's not hurt our books next year because they've lost so many guys already. So like, at this rate, what are you waiting for? He would have been – they're usually right on it. They've made some restructures. Clearly, Ben was a big one. Um, Pouncey retiring. Vance retiring. Save some money. I, I don't think they're done yet because the free agency, guys don't like to just run out there and get signed right away. Sure, they like settling in somewhere. Yeah. But guys like waiting it out. Kenny Gallagher said, I'm enjoying being free. I'm going to enjoy my time and see where things end up. And I guarantee a lot of free agents are working that way. Sure, um, some of them go out right away and uh, – uh, geez, the guard that just signed with Kansas City was like, I was blown away. I'm clearly going to Kansas City. So you got a few, but I trust the front office. I trust Colbert. That guy's been great for us. So I'm whatever he does, I'm all in for it. Here's my numbers, though. J- just so we know from Spotrack, uh, coming up for next year, 
the total uh, uh, contracts that we have and everything going on. Right now, our total for signed top 51 is 93 million. And the projected cap is right around 212. I mean, this year it's at 185, probably closer to 200, I'd, I'd think for next year. Yeah. But even that way, if 212 is, is the estimated cap, it looks like the Steelers are close to, they're over 100 million in cap space right now. That's what I'm saying. It's unheard of. 119 million in cap space. And that that's with having the dead money on, on Roethlisberger. It, but actually it would probably push another 7 million. in. I think right now it's only accounting for three of the, three of the million from his uh, signing bonus was like two points. It's close to 3 million, 2.97 or something, whatever it divides out to. You but add yeah. that. So you that would that with, up. I think Minka's, I think Minka's going to, his fifth year is 10 million. I saw the number. Yep. And Terrell was five and they're both yep. no brainers. They're going to pick them both up. I yes. believe. So Unless it, Terrell it, has a ginormous downfall where he's like, <laughs> he's gone up. Stewart Nation has hammered him the past like two years. Other than this year, kind of was like, all right, yeah. he's, he's, he's turned a corner. Turned he's a young, fly. raw safety out of Virginia Tech. So yeah. what, what are you expecting? Sure, his brother is fantastic in Buffalo. Don't yeah. compare him. They're two different positions. They're, yeah, yeah. And, he's, and he's grown from being god-awful in coverage. I'm like, well, that's a touchdown. He's getting torched. Next minute, he's making plays. So yeah. I, I, I'm all in for it. Yes, yes. and that's yes. great points on both accounts. So, but even even with that, they're still right around a hundred million signing those guys, putting those guys on ten years, or or, or just signing to them to a new contract because you don't necessarily have to five year somebody because if they give them the fifth year option, this is their fourth year for both um, Minka Fitzpatrick and for um, uh, Terrell, Terrell Ed, Edmonds, but you have to commit to the fifth year option before they start their fourth season, and it's guaranteed. So, you know that's what we did with. Um, Shazier, unfortunately, he got paralyzed and, and toward the end of the season when we were playing Cincinnati. And of course, we had to pay out. They, they paid out his, his entire fifth year in full. Um, and it's because it's the way that 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 works. So when you're playing that fifth year option, it is fully, fully guaranteed. And you have to make that decision before before they play their fourth season. Yeah, I, and I think they do both. I don't think it's a question. And uh, yeah, they're both great safeties. So, and Terrell's got another year coming up with Minka, and I think it's going to only better both of those guys. Yeah, and personally, like I don't know why the Steelers haven't just restructured and extended right now because they have with that kind of room next year. You're not even talking about it really making a dent. They're going to be one of the biggest salary cap teams next year, plus whatever rollover they had this year which probably isn't going to be a whole lot, but it still helps. So yeah, it's, they, these reworks should have been done by now. Um, number two, question number two from Drink Iron City. Uh, I know the formula for compensation picks is anybody's guess, but I would think that Bud and Juju should merit third rounds each and thoughts. I personally think Bud is a lock for a third round pick because of overall contract value is currently, I think the highest that has been paid out yet. Um, and that's yep. pretty big. That's That's huge for for that. So that, that will merit a third rounder. We still have to see what Juju gets offered or if he even comes back and signs with us, which hopefully he does. We'd love. And the, the other person to consider is if somebody falls in love with Villanueva and thinks he's actually worth 16.5 mil a season, like that could be a third rounder. Definitely. We're going to have a lot of comp picks next year. Yeah. We're yeah. Gonna have a lot <laughs> of comp picks next year. Oh, and it's, yeah. It's, so, which could be big, which could be big if they decide, depending where they finish up this year, because we don't want them to lose. Absolutely not. I want to see them compete. Um, but depending where they finish up, those picks, their first-round pick next year, it, mm -hmm. it could possibly move up and get a quarterback. So those comp picks could actually help out. 
yeah. the end of that and the end of things. And uh, again, I think hopefully Haskins pans out as well. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, question number three, left, left tackle in the draft or bring in a free agent already on the roster. I think we've already covered that in extents, both. We love what's on the roster right now. There is some value possibly bringing him in Beecham, but, or somebody else, it would have to be a lower value guy, but we're thinking the draft and we're thinking whoever we have on the roster right now is pretty much going to be the starters with both Chooks and Banner on both sides. We just don't know which side they're each going to be on yet. <laughs> yep. Yes. That's the big question mark. Yes. And now here is the fun wild card question that I always love from him. I will start this for you, Colton. When making French toast, pan fry or baked? Pan fried. Pan fried all day. And me as well. And I didn't know, and this is a funny thing here, DIC it's and Colton. I didn't, I've never made French toast in my life until this year. Is that I've, right? I've never seen, well, I never liked it personally eating it as a kid. My daughter loves it. My daughter's like, dad, make me French toast. I'm like, well, I've never made French toast. I don't have a recipe. Uh, I'm just going to make it on my own. So I'm like, took an egg, added some milk, added some powdered sugar and added some cinnamon to the, to the batter, spun it up. And I found that one egg makes two pieces of bread for French toast the way I make it. And that is the way I do it. And then on top, I, I put powdered sugar, of course, and a little bit of syrup. And my daughter loves it. She thinks it's the best thing on the planet. My wife loves it. My wife was the French toast maker. She knows how to French make French toast. I've never made it in my life. I, I guess there's other things you can add. You can add nutmeg and yep. stuff, but I'm strictly a like a cinnamon sugar guy for my French toast. And I also like to make my own confet- confectioner sugar just by running regular table sugar through a coffee grinder you get powdered sugar so there's a easy uh life hack for you guys my mother makes the best french toast and awesome. I, again my promise i'm not a big it, breakfast is, person. is she a baker a pan fried french toast maker not pan pan fried yep i am too butter lots of butter yes right yep <laughs> And last thing he just wants to mention, thanks in advance for doing these striker and guest participants, Colton, of course. And thank you very much. Uh, I think that's pretty much everything on questions for YouTube and, and Twitter, everybody else did a nice chiming in. I thank you all Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter for providing some great comments and commentary during the show. We love talking to you. We love having you here on the show. Obviously Colton Gesser love having you on the show, man. And everybody, Go, please check out his podcast at foul underscore podcast. You got who's your big one coming up? And when is your next podcast again, Colton? Uh, I got Colin Thompson. That show I did last week. So that show is going to be posted, I believe, tomorrow or Thursday. Um, we also have a giveaway going on on our network. We, uh, we're giving away a free T-shirt or hat of your choice from Fanatics. Just go to the page and follow the instructions there. But, yeah, you can also uh, subscribe to us at Opinions Podcast Network on uh, Awesome, YouTube. awesome. And please check out our sponsor, go on over there and shop for some great Steeler, Pittsburgh, hockey, whatever kind of gear you want, Pittsburgh related, go on over to www.tseshop.com. That's T-S-E-S-H-O-P.com and check out their great stuff. And obviously please follow them so you can get some great chances of winning some awesome Steelers jerseys and fun giveaways. They just really, and they also let you know when the next people are going to be coming in and doing signings and things like that. So absolutely. I even, I, I startled Max. I'm like, Hey, I know you're signing with total sports. Right? I saw them posting that. So I'm like, when he goes the end of the month. So, uh, you know, again, check that out. We got a shout out in there for total sports as well. Cause they got the whole Super Bowl line coming in. Nice. And also please go over to our page at SteelerNation.com. Click on the gear page to get geared up for your Steeler Nation virtual tailgates. We got plenty of t-shirt designs, koozies, fun stuff just to have. 
and show your Steeler Nation pride over there at SteelerNation.com. Read our great articles, of course, at the same website. Tweet us at Steeler Nation. Instagram us at SteelerNation.com. Follow the podcast at underscore SN Podcast. And follow me, either on Twitter or Instagram at SN Striker, spelled with a Y. Thank you again for joining us on the SteelerNation.com podcast, sponsored by Total Sports Enterprises. I'm your host, G Striker, with Colton Gesser, rooting along with you as always. Go Steelers!